Hi, and welcome. Thank you, Lindy. To Sandra Siapantis. On behalf of Drama Victoria, we really appreciate giving your time to share something with us about the legendary status that you now have. Oh, I don't know about legendary. Stretching stretching the truth a bit, Lindy. (laughs) (laughs) Being a drama teacher for this period of time brings with it a lot of information that we're really interested in hearing about. So we're going to start straight away with how, why and when you became involved in drama education. In drama drama education or in drama? Let's start with drama and then slide into drama education. it sort of worked into it, didn't it? Well, I went to Elwood High School. And at the time in Elwood, there were two things you could do. You go to the beach or you could go to Phoenix Theatre there in Elwood and participate in the drama program. Uh, We had drama at schools, a fantastic drama program. Um, And I wasn't the sporty type. There was some basketball happening, there was some football happening, and there was the beach culture. And I loved the beach culture, but I loved theatre even more. So I got myself involved in the Phoenix Theatre and did drama at school. Uh, And just when I walked into that drama classroom, it was just like... I became a different person. I left all my worries behind. Family life was a bit tricky, so walking into the drama classroom, you could just forget it all and Mm -hmm. be in this bubble for an hour, an hour and a half and just enjoy things that were presented to you. And it was the 70s, of course, so the 70s were a fabulous time for drama and education. They were, weren't they? Absolutely wonderful. Really innovative. Very innovative. And being in a state school, Elwood High School, uh, it was, if I recall now, I remember going into the staff room to see my teachers about something and then there was one teacher strumming on the guitar and they're all singing around, sitting around singing. It was just a fantastic, fantastic environment. It really was. And I think that's where I got my love for drama. And so how did you take all that immersion into the drama world and head into, head into the drama it. education? Well, fortuitously, uh, I did... In year 11 it was called a double drama so it was uh we had this program some special funding TIAC funding it was called so instead of one drama subject we had two drama subjects and a special teacher employed to take this uh study and we had about 15 or so uh interested drama students but then we couldn't get a class together in year 12 as often happens mm. and you know it was here you go there's no drama class everyone had gone off to do different things and in those days you could you know, the boys went off to the army and the police force. The girls went on to secretarial college. Um, so there was one or two students, not enough to run the program. So then I had to look somewhere else to continue drama. And I went to Paran College of TAFE and did TOP, which right. was just fantastic. And I had this drama teacher called Angela Hillel, Angela O'Brien. Oh, wow. Which was at the time, didn't know how fantastic it was because she was, you know, she was your drama teacher. And uh, it just opened up a whole world of possibilities. And, dry, and Angela was a very laid back teacher in year 12. She pretty much stepped back and let us run the show. I remember she gave us a script to work on, America Hurrah, it was called. And I don't recall her being around. And we presented it for her for the first time and she just loved it. But it was very much a student-led, directed, uh, driven program in year 12. And we had to do a monologue. And she said, just, you know, you all have to do a monologue. And it was back then, TOP wasn't as, as rigid, I guess, as the current BC courses. And so I paired up with someone and we did a dialogue. You know, we, you could do what you sort of wanted. And he said to me, oh, can I bring my friend along who's studying at the College of the Arts? And 
he can give us some feedback. I said, sure, bring him along. And he brings along his friend, who was Nick Janopoulos, who oh, became wow. this yeah. Wogs Out of Work star. And Nick sat there and directed us and uh, we, we presented it. And of course, Angela loved it, but Angela loves everything. She's just <laughs> such a positive person. Um, and then lucky enough to audition for Rusden. Uh, didn't get into, did, wasn't interested in Rusden, wanted to go to um, MCAE as it was at the time. And just had a fabulous time there, just had a fabulous time. So there. you went to Melbourne, Melbourne College of Advanced yep. Education, Melbourne Uni now. And I remember my first lecture with Norman Price. I don't know if you... No, I don't oh, know Norman. Norman Price was just a, just a magical person. So theatrical in the classroom. And uh, we had a lecture theatre, which was full to capacity. So full you had to sit in the, um, on, in the stairwell. And Norman said very theatrically, by the end of term one, there'll be seats for you all because it was standing room only. By the end of first year, there'll be more seats. By the end of fourth year, he said, there'll be just a handful of you. And in this first lecture, he theatrically threw a chair across the lecture theatre. I love it. And he was just so wonderful. And it was a world full of fantastic educators. Um, uh, Peter Ralph was there. Uh, Kate Donnellan was there. Pam Gaudry was there. Yeah. Chris Sinclair was there. Legends. The legends were there. So mm. I was so lucky to be uh, studying at that time in amongst all those fabulous people. And of course, so close to La Mama, which is where everyone said, all oh, your lectures, you must go to La Mama, you must go to La Mama. So of course, we'd go down to La Mama. And I remember seeing some fabulous plays by Tess Luciotis wow. at the time. Uh, and I've got sort of some images of a first production I put on as a first or second year, and it was one of her plays. Mm -hmm. So I guess lots of threads and lots of things infiltrating. And so you went from Melbourne. Uh, where was your first school? Well, I took a gap year and I lived overseas for a year. And then I came back, it was around November, December, and money was tight. And I thought, well, I'll just take one of the first schools that comes along that looks quite reasonable. And back in those days, if you uh, wanted to go th through the state system, uh, you had to go to the country. I wasn't yeah, keen on that. Yeah. You remember those days. I wasn't keen on the country. So I thought I'll just try, apply to a few schools. Didn't know much about this uh, school in Box Hill called St. Leo's, but I sent an application in and got in there and um, started my career in the Catholic system and have been there since uh, 1989 right. stayed in the system like the system okay even though I was a state uh, school student graduate firm believer of state education I really liked the Catholic education system and how many years did you spend there just a year there I decided that boys and drama was so it was, hard, a, it was a boys it was a boys school was a hard combination left Richard Salas took over oh did he so that's where our sort of paths Connection. met. Yeah. And then I went to the Academy of Mary Magdalene Fitzroy, which is fabulous, which is just a fantastic location to teach drama and um, you know, walking distance to all the theatres in the area. So, and that's where I put on my first production, uh, Come to Australia, they said, by Tesla Ciotis. Right. And I, I knew I... Tess worked at Box Hill High, as it was called back then, somehow got in contact with her and asked her if we could um, put on her production, one of her productions. Um, and she agreed, went to her house, got the script one afternoon, put it on. She said, oh, I might come see it. And she did. So oh, that amazing. was just, yeah. Did she just, talk to the kids? She, she stayed behind afterwards, talked to the kids, talked about their interpretation of it, how, how, she, how she enjoyed it. Um, yeah, it was just, and I think all that came about from Melbourne, 
university MCA that input into going to La Mama and seeing the theatre that was so much a part of that university life back then. And over the years in teaching in a variety of schools, both boys and predominantly female? Predominantly female, went back to boys for a year and then went back to girls and have been at Siena for 25 years. Tell me what you've witnessed uh, regarding changes Mm. in drama education in that time. Well, I remember teaching drama in Year 12 at uh, the Academy and it was a Group 2 subject back then. And you were pretty much, you followed a basic structure. We had the, the monologue, the solo performance. I can't remember what else. I think we did that play, Come to Australia, they said, as part of the course. But it was quite um, quite creative, I think, mm-hmm. and more student, you know, the opportunity for student input. Um, it's changed over the years. I was involved a lot in the assessing of the solo performance. Initially, when it first came out, it was basically do what you like. Right. Write a character, create a character, perform a character. And as the years have gone on, more and more and more and more has added to it. I find it quite prescriptive now. The structures. Yeah, very prescriptive. Um, and, you know, sometimes that turns students off a bit, a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so do you teach VCE drama now? We teach drama. We teach drama, yeah, at our school. So, um, yeah. So, but um, look, it's it's really certainly has changed over the years. Um, but the kids love it. The kids love, you know, going into the classroom and just getting away from the chairs and tables, that yep, structure, that true, freedom, that sense of freedom. And even I do. I know myself, I teach English as well. And I love teaching English. Far easier than teaching drama. Yes. Uh, but just to have that freedom in that es- expanse of not having those limitations of yep. the desks and the tables where you can just make that space whatever it is that you want it to be. Mm. Um, that's what I love about teaching drama. What are some of the highs and lows of your career? Mm. Highs, I guess, was um, teaching drama, over, uh, teaching overseas. I worked overseas. I lived in Greece for uh, a few years and I worked in an international school there. And I remember teaching Streetcar Named Desire. Wow. And I had a couple of boys and myself, and I was doing all the female parts. And they said, Miss, you know, you're trying to make this come to life, but we could just go to London and see the play. And I was just oh, you know, they're pulling my leg as if we're going to go to London and see the play. So I went back to the staff room and I said, you know, they're these boys, they're just too much. They want to go to London and see a streetcar. And they said, well, of course you can. I said, what do you mean? We can just catch a plane and go to London and see it? They said, yes, you can go. You can go. It's a legitimate experience. So it was just fantastic to be in a country where things were so close yeah. to you. You could get on a plane in three hours. You could be in London for the weekend. You could see a streetcar named Desire. How fabulous. Yeah. Instead of sitting there reading it and me reading all the female parts. Um, that was, that was I think, fantastic. The ability to go to theatre spaces, to go to the ancient amphitheatres and see, you know, and to see lots of Greek drama. Did you see stuff in the Absolutely, ancient, yes, yeah, absolutely in the ancient. Phenomenal. And um, you can only see them in the summertime because they're only available in the summertime. So you have to go in the summertime. And you have to sort of know when to go because it's, it's a bit hard if you're a tourist. They're a bit off the beaten track mm-hmm. a bit. So if you live there, you can you find out when the festivals are and you go and, and you see them. Um, and it's just fantastic, you know, in the metro, you see posters for ancient Greek dramas. You think, oh, my God, you know, it's it's just a fantastic mm. experience. And my idea of Greek theatre, even having a big Greek background, was the traditional masks, the traditional movements. Till I went to Greece and I saw, wow, they're not doing that anymore. Mm. They're doing something totally different. Modern masks, modern movement, uh, very different interpretation as to what I thought Greek drama was all about because, of course, my experience was from those videos, All the World's a Stage. Yeah. I don't know if you remember those. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, so the opportunity to be overseas and to, you know, we, we, we look at, we learn about these theatres from books, from textbooks, from documentaries, but to go there and to live it, I think that was a real highlight. That's been a real highlight of my right. career. Well, I was just about to ask you, what are your most memorable experiences? You talk about actually seeing Streetcar with a group of students, that's phenomenal. What about um, for you as, a, as a, an actor or a, other than an educator, mm. but within the drama world? I guess what's been exciting for me is the connections I've had with people in the drama world. Uh, Jane Bird. Yes, God love her. Belinda Peterson. Uh, so were they at, at college with you? Or uh, what's Jane your connection? Was, Jane was a year above me, I believe, but then married a friend of mine. So we sort of re reignited our friendship again then and then did a lot of things with Drama Victoria together, presenting workshops and conference presentations and lots of things, you know. Vivid memories of Jane and I sitting at my dining room table having breakfast, planning some workshop, you know. Just uh, Julia Griffin, who's in London at the moment, again, she was a committee member, very good friends. And I'd go from Athens to London to see Julia and would see plays and go shopping and do all sorts of things. So I guess those connections for me have been yep. lifelong friends That's through wonderful. drama circles. If I can think of some of the, the great experiences I've had, it's been through a lot of those, with a lot of those drama people. Great, great. Mm. Um, the mentors, and you mentioned mm. a number of people, but the mentors and collaborators that you have worked with over the years mm. that have, I guess, molded or helped support your educational vision for drama. Mm. I guess everybody started with Roman Burgess and those drama stages one and time for drama and all that. And Roman was one of my um, lecturers. Um, but people I met along the way, people like Kirsten von Bibra, she's fabulous. I don't know if you've had a lot to do with no, Kirsten in youth theatre at the time. She was, um, uh, a lot of work that was done with Kirsten in, um, at St. Martin's and various productions. Mm -hmm. uh, but I guess collaborators would be Julia who was, um, a drama Victoria member. She went to live in London and we organised, when, when Skype was just coming out, some interviews with some Shakespearean actresses that she had teed up with me and uh, meeting our students in the classroom on a unit on Elizabethan theatre and preparing questions to ask them. Well, that was quite cutting edge at the time. Yeah, because, you know, When Skype first came out, you know, she had to get up at three in the morning to come and talk to mm. us and the girls were so excited that you could talk to actresses overseas in the Globe Theatre and, and talk about what they do and what their experiences are like. Um, so I guess I guess those sorts of people, really. Really fabulous yeah. opportunities. Mm. And the, for them to get up at three o'clock in the Absolutely. morning. Absolutely. Really generous yeah, with their time. Very generous in spirit. But you find that with a lot of drama people, very, yes. very generous in spirit. I mean, no one's you know, working hours and hours doing productions, sewing costumes at home and sourcing that perfect prop in an op shop you do it for the love of it. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, you meet a lot of like-minded people you do. like that. Absolutely. You do. Absolutely. Your favourite professional learning experience? Ah, favourite professional? Well, I guess I guess it would have to be have been my professional learning experience, travelling the theatres myself and seeing them, and uh, especially the Greek amphitheatres, and going to a place called Drama, expecting it to be fabulous. But there was nothing there. Oh, right. <laughs> Got my friend to drive miles and miles and miles across And what was it Europe. called? Drama. It's called Drama, where the name Drama takes place in Greece. Right. Where the word Drama comes from. But there wasn't much there, she said. Significantly, it's an important place because that's where the, where the word Drama comes from. But there wasn't a great deal there to see. So I guess it was my personal experiences going and seeing 
theatres and going to various countries and seeing the places that we studied in books um, and in plays and in videos and seeing those places to life, come to life, yep. I guess. That yeah. was the most exciting thing for me. Tell me some of the secrets to the longevity of your career. Oh, because to stay yeah. as a teacher over 20-something years... It's 30-something years, isn't it? It's yeah. 89 when I started. Yeah. So there's got to be a key yeah. several points. Look, I find it hard to straight, teach straight drama, like having a full yep. drama. Like That's exhausting, physically, mentally exhausting, because you get home and you've got nothing left to give yep. your own family. So I like to balance it with a bit of English. I teach English um, or, you know, I'm happy to teach most things, history, as long as it's not sport, I, I don't mind. <laughs> <laughs> but to balance it out like yeah. that. And I've also had the opportunity to take breaks in my teaching career. I was very fortunate to have two years leave without pay where I went overseas and worked in international schools. It was teaching, but it was like a totally different experience. And I didn't have drama. I had mostly English in some drama classes. Uh, and I guess taking maternity leave was another long break for me, three years. I don't think I would have sustained it if I hadn't have had those yep. breaks because it does burn you out. It can burn you out very easily. Yeah. Absolutely. Because it's so hands-on. So hands-on and not just hands-on, it's just you give so much of yourself. Exactly. Don't you? You yep. give so much of yourself in the classroom, in those productions, um, in just having to justify the existence sometimes mm. of the subject. With, yes. know, in certain with certain in certain schools. So And the culture just yeah. justifying yourself to parents That's and right. administrations. That's right. I find though that parents now are a lot more um, open to it and right. can see the skill benefit. Uh, I think in the past, well my daughter or my son's not going to be an actor, why should they do it? I think people can see beyond that now yeah, great. and see the benefits that drama can bring and mm -hmm. the first personal confidence and public speaking and interaction skills, which is so important. Mm -hmm. I've never encourage or overly encourage students to enter the acting industry as such but more as a um, you know personal development uh, developmental development of skills communication that sort skills of communication absolutely I and mean, you know they're skills for life let's face it yeah skills they are. for life that's what we're teaching I think any advice you would pass on to the next generation of drama educators mm. Once you stop having that passion, it's probably time to stop. Because unless you've got that Great passion, advice. unless you've got that passion every day, it's hard to teach that subject. Mm. I think you need to be passionate because the, the students pick up on your passion and your interest. And that's, what's ex that's, that's what excites them, I yeah. think. Um, so once that goes, or take a break as I did, come back to it, find something to reignite it, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, that's what you need to have. Yeah. Now I notice you've got some artifacts. I have, Would you like I have. to share some memories well, I think I've with us? Spoken to a few things, but I did want to share. Oh, look, I did want to share this, this photo, and it's a very special photo uh, with um, I don't know if you can see it with Jane Bird there and Belinda Peterson. And Jane had this idea that we should go to this dateless, desperate and dateless ball. She said, "Let's go." I said, "Oh, Jane, you know." I don't know, I don't know, let's go, let's go. It'll be a lot of fun, God bless her. So we went up, we sort of put on our glad bags and off we went. I uh, had a lot of laughs, a lot of laughs. But um, yeah, it was just meeting good friends and good people, I guess. Yep. Um, so that's a very, very special photo, I treasure that one. Anything uh, else you want to share with us? Oh, uh, well, I've got 
any photos here from that play, uh, Tessalus Yotis' play, Come to Australia, they said, but it's just mostly photos of students abroad to jog my memory, really. Um, not really. Do you recall, I don't know if you were teaching when theatre sports was huge in schools. Do you remember this program? Yeah, I do this remember was fantastic. it. fantastic. And, and actually the last person we interviewed talked they about talked that about too. They talked about that too. But just briefly, yeah. And I've kept a photocopy of this book and there was a fantastic lady who ran this. And it was this competition between schools, if I recall, mm -hmm. and you do runoffs with schools in your area and then you'd compete. It's quite big it and it grew. fabulous. Yeah. It was absolutely fabulous. It's sort of, I haven't, it's from the Alcohol and Drug Foundation, Vic Help, Next Wave. So there was a bit of money put into that and the kids just loved it. Meeting students from other schools, really developing those improvisational mm -hmm. skills. And we love teaching it too, because you go along to these workshops and learn all about, um, you know, the improvisational games based on viola spolin, theatre sports ideas, but um, yeah. And a way to connect with other teachers, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. Now, but, yeah, just on. if you would like to talk about, you've touched on your work with VCAA, uh, Drama Victoria, other affiliate drama organisations uh, when you were in international, did you mix? Not really. I didn't find there was such a, a structured organisation for drama teachers. We were in an international school, so it was teaching the British curriculum in Greece. So there wasn't that association. I'm sure if I was in England, there would have been, but we didn't. We taught the, um, the IGSC, the International, oh, I forget what it's called now, GCSE. Um, but no, we were pretty much isolated on our own mm. and um, just looking to the UK for resources because it was the British curriculum. Um, but other than the VCAA and Drama Vic, not really, not really any other associations. Informally, we informally initially in those days, I remember we had some sort of cluster groups set up very early on in the 90s uh, that we would be sort of put together with schools and you'd meet people and form your own little yep. groups. Do you yep. remember that? Yeah, I do. And I remember meeting at various people's houses on the weekend. Somehow we were organised into regions mm. and you'd go along to these regional meetings and meet other drama teachers and you'd swap phone numbers and you'd meet. And that's how we met informally, I guess. And then right. somehow got involved with Drama Victoria. I think Rod Parnell rang me one day. Right. And said, um, come and join. So, yeah. Great. Yeah. Thank you so much for Thank your you, time, Thank you, Lindy. Sandra. It was lovely. Thank and, you. And uh, on behalf of Drama Victoria, Thank you for your time. Thank you. Thanks so much.